Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Help Desk for Friday the 26th, so I want to say, of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And Tess, uh, this is another Friday uh, quick hits show uh, where, where we're just going to go through all of the really cool stories that we found throughout the week that just didn't make it into the, the proper show, uh, but are still worth talking about. So why don't you go first? Yeah, first story is WeWork is back and wants to go public virus back merger. So the paperwork shows that the company lost $3.2 billion last year, which is less than the $3.5 billion that it lost in 2019. Uh, but also it's been hit hard by the pandemic. Occupancy rates have fallen to 47% at the end of 2020. That's down 72% from the start of the year. So we, we're all waiting to see if co-working is going to make a comeback. I think it kind of will. Uh, I think... You know, WeWork was always overvalued. By the way, the, have you seen the trailer for the, the Hulu doco that's coming up? No. Oh, it looks really good. <laughs> it looks really, really fun. Um, we, we will have to do a screening one night. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think there, there will definitely be, like you were saying, that you're desperate to get back into the office. I think that there, that is going to be um, an overriding theme, but maybe not, you know, I don't think anyone's going back to the office five days a week unless their boss is a jerk and makes them. Um, so w- finding that middle ground, I think we work could actually be in a good spot for that. I did actually see a story this week, which was the first angsty story about the hybrid workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically people's complaints were everything is too damn crowded on a Wednesday because mm-hmm, that's the day mm-hmm. everyone comes in <laughs> and you can't get a meeting room. And, yeah, right. you know, it's hard to schedule people for meetings. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, teething issues, I'm sure. Moving on, uh, Richard Stallman has returned to the Free Software Fanda- Foundation after resigning in 2019. So uh, this is uh, a quote from my good mate Ant at The Sizzle. Stallman has had a long history of, of iffy behaviour that crossed the line between aloof nerd and sometimes straight up fuckwit. And that is a, a pretty good summary of, of Stallman. Uh, he, I, I would go so far as to say this dude is totally toxic. So a whole bunch of members of the Free Software Foundation have actually asked that uh, he be removed again uh, because, yes, he has had a really, really troubling uh, interactions with young women uh, over the years at conferences and things like that and just seems to be not the kind of person who should be hanging around at places like this. Moving on, Facebook is totally cool with you threatening to kill a public person, according to guidelines that were leaked to The Guardian. So Facebook uh, has has basically a rule that you can't threaten normal people. I can't threaten you, Tess, but if, Tess, you ended up on TV and therefore became a, a, a public person, um, then death threats are suddenly fair game for you. Uh, that's That's part of the price of being a celebrity and you should just accept them. And roll with it. So uh, good to good to know where the line in the sand is on Facebook. 
Yeah, I think um, it's interesting choice to let the people who have the most resources uh, to sue you <laughs> cop, cop the most amount of crap. Yeah, but I think it's based on uh, defamation laws in the States, which is if you're a public figure in, in the States, you really can't sue for defamation because it's just considered fair game. So, uh, yeah, I think they're, they're hiding behind that idea. And back to Australia, Apple wants Epic Games' Australian lawsuit thrown out of the federal court. Among many of the arguments that Apple has made, uh, it's argued that the cases between Epic and Apple are so similar in both California and Australia that it should be settled in the jurisdiction it was originally agreed upon by the two companies, which is the U.S., Mm, yeah, totally. There, there's a whole bunch of extra little uh, sniping back and forth between the two companies, but uh, that, that was the main idea that, uh, that Apple's lawyers spent the most amount of time talking about. And this is in the show notes. You need to click through Super Nintendo World. I've been watching it for the last couple of months. Uh, it has finally opened to the public in Japan and it looks amazing and it looks like the first place I ever want to go to when we're finally allowed to go overseas again, although it doesn't look like Japan's going to be letting in uh, any foreigners for quite some time. So that's a bummer. But, oh, my God, Super Nintendo World looks fantastic. Like stepping into the game. Totally stepping into the game. And OnePlus Watch has a 14-day battery and a $159 price tag. I don't know who this brand is. So OnePlus is a weird brand. It's it's like the funky version of Oppo. Oppo are very popular in Australia and China and India, uh, but they've never really sold anywhere else in the world. And so in the US, they have this sexy brand called OnePlus. And it's basically like to the point where I've had a OnePlus phone uh, that identifies itself as Oppo when you plug it in, but then Oppo refuses to accept that they're the same company. It's really weird. Anyway, uh, OnePlus... Uh, it looks like a pretty phone, uh, sorry, a watch, a pretty watch. It's 159 US dollars. One more data point that Android Wear is not really doing that well anymore. And there's more information about the new switch that's on the way. Yeah, so uh, the rumours are that the OLED switch that we talked about a couple of weeks ago uh, is using NVIDIA's chips uh, that support DLSS, which is an upscaling uh, algorithm that is built into some of their mobile chips. Uh, it makes a lot of sense for... Nintendo to go the mobile graphics card route uh, in a very small unit. Uh, But it also is, it just once again shows that Nintendo are prepared to buy stuff off the shelf. Like they're they're not chasing the the latest and greatest like uh, Sony and Microsoft are with their consoles. They're just happy to have a console that does just what it needs to do. And if they can buy crap off the shelf that ends up being a lot cheaper, they'll go do that. And staying with devices, uh, the HomePod Mini reportedly includes room temperature and a humidity sensor that could be enabled through a software update. Uh, Why are they there? No idea. No one seems to know. But but I guess, uh, you know, Apple, for a while there, Apple wanted everyone to buy an Apple TV to be the hub of their smart house. Um, And then didn't really advertise it as such it was just it was almost like a a thing you had to know but like the the apple tv was designed to always be on in the background and and you know control your smart lights it makes a lot more sense for the home pod to take over that role because 
A, it has speakers and B, it's a little bit cheaper. And also no one's like they have Apple haven't bothered to update the Apple TV for like three years. So um, yeah, I guess this is their new push for the home. Uh, but, but with all things Apple and, and smart homes, I don't think they really care. And another Apple story, um, they are also facing class action lawsuit. Yeah, over the MacBook butterfly keyboards. They've finally uh, agreed to go to court over that. Um, so like you said last week, uh, you know, a whole bunch of users will get about 20 bucks for a keyboard that really, really sucked. I, I used one the other day. Oh, my God, uh, they're so bad. The new keyboards are so much better. And one of your favorite shows has been recognized for something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ted Lasso has uh, won big at the Writers Guild of America Awards. I guess this is not so big a deal these days because lots of streaming services end up winning a hell of a lot of awards. But, you know, um, when Netflix first launched House of Cards, that, that didn't get any nods because people were still weird about giving away awards to streaming services. Anyway, Apple TV, Ted Lasso is the best damn thing on Apple TV. Uh, it is so wonderful. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And staying with the US, uh, President Biden has said he will nominate antitrust uh, pioneer Lena Khan for the FTC commissioner job. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the year when she was rumoured to to be in the running for the role. Mm, yeah, yeah, she is definitely the person who's going to be breaking up the big tech if, if anyone could. She is the person who has written essays about why they should be broken up. So uh, it seems like uh, this there's movement at the station. It's now just up to the Senate to approve her nomination and uh, the Democrats run the Senate. So it's probably going to get through. And China has a tiny, strange looking electric vehicle that is outselling Tesla's Model 3 at the moment. Yes. Yes. This this car looks fantastic. I love it. I mean, it, yeah, it does look weird. You're right about that. Um, but it's tiny and it's four and a half thousand dollars, like US dollars to buy an, a, an electric car. That's insane. Um, I want one of these. Uh, they're, they're tiny. They seat four people apparently, uh, but very uncomfortably, but I don't care about that. Um, yeah, I, I want one of these. These are great. <laughs> Sell them out of it outside of China. God damn it. Uh, and Citigroup is working out who it can blame uh, <laughs> for a mistake that involved sending $900 million to the wrong account. At the moment, it's pointing the finger at its terrible software. Uh, this is a, I, I found this a really fascinating story in the Wall Street Journal because, of course, uh, enterprise software, if anyone's worked in a big company, you know that enterprise software is the worst. It is because it is bought by the people who don't have to use it. And so they, wor- they worry about, like, you know, compliance and cost and all those kind of things. Um, and generally, you end up with software that is just so over-engineered and so ugly and so weird um and apparently that was the that's what city group are blaming uh this mistake this 900 million mistake on is that it was just so unclear in the interface uh how to send the money that they sent to the, to the wrong account um and as someone who has worked in en- enterprise for a long time yes make enterprise software better <laughs> make it great again mm. the current ceo of nike actually was the uh, before this job, he was the CEO of ServiceNow, which is like the IT software ticket mm-hmm. company. And he was, yeah, his big thing there was to make uh, make that software 
as beautiful and user-friendly as consumer because he's a consumer guy. Uh, but he's since gone to work for Nike. So, um, but I do think you'll see that, that, that trend uh, develop very slowly at, you know, enterprise pace across the enterprise. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So 2028. Yay. Uh, Intel has come out swinging against the M1 chip from Apple. So they've said that the M1 chip is nowhere as popular or sorry, as, as powerful as their Intel chips. And to get the, the message across, they've re- recruited uh, Justin Long, the I'm a Mac guy. Them's fighting words, don't you think, Tess? Uh, this guy looks really familiar, but I can't place him. Really? He's the, I'm a, I'm a Mac guy. I'm a Mac, I'm a PC. Fair what enough. else has he been in? <laughs> uh, he was in a terrible Kevin Smith movie that no one should ever see. Uh, that's all I can remember. Oh, he was in two Kevin Smith movies, actually. They were both bad. Um, moving on, Jack Dorsey's first uh, fungi tweet has been sold for $2.9 million. Were you going to buy that? No, I'm pretty sure Like a lot of these buyers are crypto people uh, who have... You know, the guy who bought Beeple's uh, piece for almost $70 million, like that's a crypto person who is like cashed up on Ethereum. Mm. Uh, and I think this this tweet as well got, uh, you know, was sold there. So as I don't own any crypto, I am, you know, not even in the bidding. Mm, yeah, neither am I. Well, that's all we have for this week and today on the Help Desk. Thank you, Tess. Thanks, Peter. Do you want to try to do the uh, begging people to subscribe and like and all that kind of stuff? And follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you know someone who you think would needs a daily tech show in their lives, uh, let them know. Yeah, please do. We'll speak to you next week. See ya. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.